Welcome to the Encounter Christian Church Message Podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, won't you remain standing and let's commit this time this morning to God. I want to make sure you're awake and ready and that you're into it. All right, Lord, we thank you that this is your day. And Lord, we hand it over to you this morning, right now. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you just come and fall afresh right now. And that you would open our hearts and our minds and our ears to hear a word from you this morning, Lord God. And Lord, we just declare your authority over this place right now. We remove any distraction, Lord God. And we come against the enemy right now and we command him to leave this place. He has no place in this house. And Lord, we just lift up every situation to you right now. And we just declare your powerful word over it right now. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, isn't it great to be in church on Australia Day? Australia Day. And uh, we've actually, a lot of people on holidays on Australia Day. It's a long weekend. People take the opportunity to to go away. And so I can see we're a little bit light on today, but... All the real Christians are here today, so that's, uh, <laughs> so well done, well done coming. And, uh, you know, Australia Day rep- represents a lot. It actually represents a lot. For some, it's, you know, for, uh, it represents our history. It represents um, colonisation and uh, finding a new place and, and all these things. But it also represents, uh, there's some bad parts of our history as well. And, uh, and like any, any nation that we all have a history that's, some, some parts are good and some parts are bad. Uh, but I, I want to focus today on finding our place, like a, a place of opportunity where we can flourish. Because Australia is the best place in the world, I think. We live in the best country. And, uh, you know, I... I think Australia has the best living conditions that you could ever have in the world. I don't know if you've ever, ever been overseas. And, uh, you know, people put out these holiday destinations as if, like, they are the best place to go. And they're awesome. Like, I've been to Vanuatu many times. And Vanuatu is a very beautiful place. And, uh, but, you know, I just love our home. I love our home. Because our home is full of opportunity. There's so much opportunity here and there's so much resource and there's so much available to us that God can use in our lives to help us flourish in life. And so this morning, I've entitled my message, Finding Room to Flourish. Finding Room to Flourish. And I want to uh, read from Genesis 26, verse six, uh, 16 to 22, I think, this morning. And it's I'll give you a bit of backstory. Where I'm actually going to talk about Isaac in the Bible this morning. See, Isaac uh, is Abraham's son. He's a patriarch of the Israelites. Uh, he's a founding father. And he, he actually goes on this journey of fulfilling God's promise on his life. But he actually looks for a land in which he can flourish, where he can put his roots down and become, uh, step into all that God had for him in his life. And so I want to take uh, some truth from his story and apply it to our lives this morning 
so we can actually find room for us to flourish this morning. So you're with me? All right, so Genesis 26, verse 16. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar, where he settled. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died, and, uh, and he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Gerar quarrelled with those of Isaac and said, The water is ours. So he named the well Essek, because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarrelled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarrelled over it, and he named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. The first point I want to make this morning is we need to settle in the valley. We need to settle in the valley. See, when we understand Isaac's story, there was a famine in the land in Egypt. And he was, uh, sorry, in where he was staying in Gerar. And because there was a famine, he was actually thinking about going to Egypt because there was food and water and things there. But God actually appeared to him and said, no, don't go to Egypt. I want you to stay in Gerar. And so Isaac actually obeyed God and he stayed there. And in verse uh, 16, he, he actually says he, he, he moved away from where he was uh, and he settled in Gerar. But what actually happened is because God blessed him so much, he became too powerful for the people that were living there. The Philistines in that, in that area became envious of what he had. And so they actually pushed him out. And so we've got Isaac trying to make a place for himself, and yet the Philistines are pushing him out. And so he actually has to move out from there and then find another place. And so he moves to the valley. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever ended up in a place where you never thought you would end up? And you've wondered, what the heck am I doing in this place? I think we all have these experiences in life. And so, what Isaac does is actually pretty profound. And I think we can get a lot of truth and uh, comfort from this. He just settled in the land. It's a very simple but profound truth that he does. Settling will actually allow you to put roots in where you are right now. See, one of the hardest things about being in a place where you never thought you would end up is actually settling. Because what can happen is you can actually spend your time thinking about where you actually want to be. And you never end up living in the moments that you have right now and making the most of what you've got. And so it becomes really tricky uh, enjoying life where you are right now. It can actually become a burden. And you can live one foot in, one foot out, always hoping for something better and never enjoying what you've got. But there's something 
when we actually settle, we're actually performing an action that I believe is very important for us to do. And that is that we are trusting God with our future. We're giving it over to him and we're saying, all right, Lord, you've got me here now. I'm going to trust you with where you've put me. See, Psalms 37 verse 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. See, God is the one that orders our steps. He's the one that opens the doors and closes the doors. He's the one that leads us to where we need to go. And see, you might have had things happen that have actually caused you to to live where you live right now. Or maybe not just live, it might be where you are in your job, It might be where you are financially. It might be where you are spiritually. Because it's not always about the physical location. It can actually just be where you're at in life right now. But where you're at in life right now is where you're at in life right now. (laughs) And there's nothing that can change in this moment to take you from that place. And so it's really important that we realise we're here because God brought us here. God's actually got you in this place where you are right now because he's actually doing something mighty in your life right now. See, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on, on, on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6. See, trust is the key in this. Trusting that God has got you in this moment, whatever's going on in your life right now, because there's always stuff going on. There's always stuff going on in there, whether it's at work or whether it's in our families, whether it's in our internal personal lives, whether it's in our bodies, in our health, in our kids. There's always stuff going on. But we actually must settle in what, where we are right now and know that God's got it sorted. So my first point this morning is that we need to settle in the valley. My second point this morning is that we need to forgive and move on. See, Genesis 26 verse 20 says, But the herders of Gerar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, The water is ours. So he named the well Essek because they disputed with him. Then they... Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. This is very significant. Because you've got to understand that Isaac actually spent time digging up these wells. He used his own uh, resource to dig up these wells. And the Philistines actually came to him and said, no, This is our water. Even though you dug it up, this is our water. You can't have it. Yeah. Who's ever put effort into where you are right now to have it taken from you? To feel like you've been totally robbed? You know, this is actually what the enemy does in our lives. And I think it's really important. I want to dig a little bit deeper on on these wells. See, he names the first well Essek because there was a dispute over that well. And Essek actually means dispute. And I don't know if you've ever 
had disputes in your life, but they can actually derail you and totally take your attention away from what it is you're trying to do. In fact, it can actually cause you to lose your peace. It can rob you of your joy. And it can totally take, shift your mind off whatever it is that you're putting your hand to at the time. And this is actually how the enemy works in your life. He will bring people into your life to dispute with you over who you are. And that's actually a really tough thing to, to deal with. See, what happens when, when it not happens once but happens then again? It actually becomes infuriating, doesn't it, when someone wrongs you? Who's ever been in a situation where you want to actually hurt someone? Has someone ever done something to you, not only once but twice, where you're like, oh my goodness, this person? I would never think that way. It's just human nature, isn't it, to respond in this way? See, the second well that they dug, he named it Sitna, which equals opposition. It actually carries this idea of hostility, like intense hostility. And it actually represents that, you know, when someone actually comes against you twice, it, it builds that hostility in you. But I love Isaac's response. He doesn't stay disputing over the well. He actually just lets them have it and he moves on. I think there's some real profound wisdom in his response to the Philistines. See, we can get caught up fighting with people over silly little things that just don't matter. And they can totally take your attention away from the things that you're trying to do in your life. They can completely derail you of your joy and of your peace and of your hope. And they can actually disconnect you from God. Your very relationship with God can be disconnected because you're so absorbed in the conflict that is going on in your world. And so I want to encourage you this morning, our response is not to stay and fight. But we need to recognise the situation that is going on is not actually the person themselves. It's, it's what's behind the person that's motivating to fight with you. See, John 10 says the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy see the, the enemy satan his whole plan in life is to rob you is to deceive you is to take your life is to kill you is to destroy you. that's his plan he does not play fair he does not care who's who he uses that's how he operates in your life and so it's really important that we recognize when there are situations going on in our life the person that we're dealing with is not actually the enemy. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. But it's against the evil rulers and powers in the heavenly realms. So we can't actually stay having conflict with these people. We need to actually forgive, let it go and move on. Because there's actually victory when we do that. We're actually not giving the enemy power in our lives when we forgive and we let go of those things that we're holding on so tightly. 
See, Luke 6, 27 to 29 says, But to you who are listening, I say, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Isn't that such a challenge? But this is Jesus' words of how we should live our life. And I think it's really important that we don't play by the devil's rules. But that we actually align ourselves in the way that Jesus works and the way that he says to go about things. And we actually need to pray and forgive and love those who actually come against us and not get caught up in the enemy's plan of trying to create division and hostility between each other. So I'd encourage you, if someone's said something over you, if someone's come against you, forgive them. You can talk to them. You, can actually, you don't have to just, uh, you know, not actually deal with it. I'd encourage you to deal with it. But we deal with it by going to that person and having a conversation and speaking the truth in love with the motivation of trying to get reconciliation. But if they're unwilling to reconcile, move on. But if they reconcile, even better, because you'll probably make a best friend in the process. Because it's actually the ones that we fight with that end up becoming our best friends sometimes. Isn't Isn't that true? The reason we normally fight is that we actually just care about the same things. So I'd encourage you, turn the other cheek. Love those who come against you. And my third point this morning is to keep digging. Now, Isaac didn't actually allow uh, the disappointment of having to dig a few times stop him from digging again. He actually continued on building his life regardless. See, Genesis 26, 22, it says, He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. If you look at what Rehoboth means, it actually means room or wide places. See, I think this is very significant. See, we can actually spend a lot of time trying to figure out where we belong in this world, trying to figure out who we are and where our life really comes from. We look look for, uh, you know, to find... Fulfillment in things, in places, in relationships, in belongings. But I think it's really important that we recognise where life actually comes from. See, we actually need to find out the life source that it goes beyond anything that we could get in this world. See, when, when Isaac dug the third well, he found fresh water, living water. 
And living water is actually the thing that will give us life. Living water is the thing that actually gives us the ability to flourish in the land. It is the very thing that will support us and sustain us. See, it's important. As Isaac is actually digging, he's actually setting up his place in this world. It's like building a house because he was a tent dweller. He, he actually didn't have a physical address. But when he dug a well and named that well uh, Rehoboth, he was actually saying, this is my land. This is, this is my territory now. This is where I live. He was actually putting his roots down and he was declaring, actually, this is my street. There's actually, the root word of that means street. And where do we all live? On streets. It's, it became his physical address. And so God was actually making room for Isaac by allowing him to dig in a place where he could belong. And so I want to encourage you this morning that in John 4 verse 13 to 14 says this, Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. See, I think it's really important that we, we recognise where we're digging. See, this life is not actually forever. Our physical bodies, this earthly life, is only a temporary life. And so it's really important that we aren't actually making this where we put our roots down. We actually need to put our roots down in eternity. In eternity, because it's in eternity that we actually receive life. And eternity is wrapped up in a man. And that man is Jesus. See, you need to dig your well and make your place in Jesus. Not in a physical location, not in your workplace, not in your house, not in things. These things are only temporary. And they will come and they will go. But there is a life that is ongoing forever. That, that will actually build you up, that will strengthen you and will sustain you right through into eternity. You know, Jesus talks about not storing up for yourselves treasures here on earth, but storing up treasures in heaven. You know, I'd, I'd encourage you, we, we actually don't live for this life. Our life is bigger than this life. Our life is actually eternal. You know, the, the word actually says, this life is like a vapour of smoke. It's just a blip on the radar compared to eternity. And so it's really important that when we prioritise what we're doing and how we're living our lives and putting uh, our time and effort into uh, making our lives, that we put it into the things of eternity. How do we do that? By building others. By speaking life. By building his kingdom. By laying our lives down and giving it to Jesus. Because it's in this place that we find life. 
and forever. We, we find it forever. So this morning, the band can come. This morning, I don't know, I, I just felt there's some people that are facing some things this morning that are, are really struggling with finding their place in this world. That things are actually, have been really blowing up in your world and there's a lot of conflict going on or things aren't working out the way that you thought they would work out. But I want to encourage you this morning, God wants to make room for you to flourish this morning. And it's found in being connected to him and drawing your, your life source from him. So this morning, I want everyone to stand. We're gonna, and I'd love to pray over you this morning. And I just actually want to take a moment this morning to, to just give God an opportunity to speak into whatever situation you're going through right now. Maybe you feel like you're just wandering around aimlessly as if like you don't belong anywhere, that you don't have a place. Maybe you just don't know who you are and you don't feel like you fit anywhere. Look, I want to I pray over that this morning because God has a place for you. He loves you so much and He cares for you so much. Well, maybe there's people coming against you or against your family and they're causing strife, they're causing disputes and it's really rattled your world this morning. It's, it's caused you to lose your peace. Look, I, I really want to pray over that this morning and just ask God to really come and intervene in your situation and actually give you the ability to let go of those situations and hand them over to God and let Him do what He needs to do. Or maybe you're just actually looking for, for sustenance or the ability to do life well. You're looking for strength. You're looking for energy. Maybe you're at the end of yourself and you think, I don't actually know how I'm going to get through this morning. There's so much going on in my world. I've actually given up and I don't actually know if I could dig, dig again. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I have the energy to keep going. But I want to encourage you this morning and I would love to pray over you that God actually will give you strength to dig again. So if you would this morning, would you just raise your hands as a sign of surrender? And let's just allow the Holy Spirit to come and move right now. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you come and move mightily in this place this morning. And Lord, we lift up every situation to you right now. Lord, I just come against the attack of the enemy over relationships where he would come and cause division in family members, in, in friends, in, at workplaces. In. Lord, I just, I just ask for resolution in those situations right now. 
where there is quarrelling, Lord God, I just ask that you would come and bring your peace into that situation. And I pray for strength to love our enemies, Lord God. Lord, help us to be a light in those situations rather than partnering with darkness in those situations, Lord God. And Lord, we, I just ask that your authority would be in those situations and that you would actually come and destroy the works of the enemy right now. Lord, I pray for those this morning who are feeling lost, feeling abandoned, wondering where their life is going, Lord God. Lord, I just ask that you would come and reaffirm your love this morning. Reaffirm your presence this morning, Lord. Lord, I just declare just peace and trust to rest in people's lives this morning. That you actually have it sorted this morning, Lord God. That you're actually a way maker. That you're actually already working in the background of our lives. That you're already working all things for good. And so I just ask right now for a stillness to be in every single person. And that, that peace that surpasses all understanding would just rest on us right now. And Lord, I pray for those this morning who just really don't know who they are. Who feel like they've been displaced. Who feel like they don't belong, Lord. Lord, I just pray right now that you would come and reaffirm that you are, you are the safe place of refuge. That you are the life giver. That you are the source of life, Lord. So Lord, we put our trust and our, and our hope and our strength in you this morning, Lord God. And we just declare your, your healing power over every situation right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc or find us on Facebook at encounter.shepparton.